war in Israel now. The shocking surprise attack by Hamas. Latest developments here, Israeli forces amassing near the border with Gaza for what appears to be an inevitable ground invasion here. I've got Dan Stanton standing by to discuss. Here's a key question. How was Hamas able to surprise Israel with this unprecedented attack, especially with Israel's reputation for its intelligence infrastructure there? Let's discuss now with my guest, Dan Stanton. Dan is a former executive at CSIS, Canada's National Intelligence Agency. He has expertise in international intelligence. Dan, thank you for coming on today. Oh, uh, my pleasure, Mike. Okay, Dan, it's absolutely heartbreaking and tragic to watch these events unfold in Israel. How? What are your thoughts on the apparent intelligence failure here? How was Hamas able to pull off this surprise attack? Well, um, I mean, I'm as gobsmacked and shocked, I think, Mike, as, as anybody, not only the, the attack and, of course, the, the violence that we're seeing, but, you know, Israel does have uh, very, very good intelligence collection capabilities. They've got their domestic service, Shin Bet, which would have primacy here with Hamas. They've got the uh, secret intelligence service known as Mossad uh, that would be covering, you know, Hamas, links to Iran, things like that. And they've got military intelligence. And we know they've got a lot of technical capabilities. They're known, world-renowned known for their human collection. That's human sources and agents. And despite that, and despite the legendary representation, this happened. But when we look at an intelligence failure like this, we also have to look at the other side. And this is in many ways a counterintelligence success for Hamas. They're not just passive players here. They, like many terrorist organizations that become like a state, over time, develop a very good counterintelligence capability. They have an internal security that's good at identifying sources and moles that could be working in this case for Israeli intelligence. And I also suspect they're very good at pulsing out the type of story or the type of narratives they want Israeli intelligence to pick up. And that may have happened here. There may have been some mm. sources providing false information to the Israelis to lull them into, I guess, a, a state where everything is lovely. Uh, so it's a success for Hamas as much as it's a failure for Israel. Right. And when you take a look at the scale of this invasion, though, and we've heard about, you know, a thousand Hamas fighters pouring over the border. Obviously, there would be hundreds of people would have known what is going on within Gaza. And when you think about the reputation that Israel has for its intelligence infrastructure, it's available, its ability to intercept communications paid informants right do they pay informants they have paid informants inside gaza well they they do they're very successful over time they have they've recruited in the prisons they've they've had access to sources they're very skilled at recruiting agents and sources and finding whatever motivates them with sources it's never just money it can be various reasons and so they would continue to have sources i mean that wouldn't have just stopped as things improved with with hamas but yeah. they may have had a good source giving them good leadership information, maybe good information for a year, but not what they really needed to know, which was the intentions and plans to carry out what they did on Saturday. Yeah. Speaking to former CSIS agent Dan Stanton here about the war in Israel. Dan, do you, is it possible that perhaps Israel, the Netanyahu government, may have taken their eye off the ball here? Israel has been distracted by domestic strife. The, the, the Netanyahu government trying to reform the judicial system over there. There have been huge protests in the street. There are big domestic 
problems in Israel over the last few months. Do you think maybe that contributed to them taking their eye off the ball here? I'd like to think not. I mean, I'd like to think it wouldn't be that simple as an answer. I mean, when you deal with humans, um, it's not labor intensive. You only need a few good, well-placed sources to tell you. But I mean, I have heard things about the protests. I've heard things about retirees from Mossad and that wanting to go out in the protests. And there were also issues with the reserves and troops not being called up. So I'd like to think it's not something like that. But again, this is such a horrendous failure. You've got to wonder, could that be one of a number of factors? Yeah. Let me ask you about these reports that have come out here, too, in the last 24 hours or so. Uh, Associated Press among them and other news organizations reporting that Egypt may have warned Israel in in advance that an attack was coming. Now, this is something that Israel has now flatly denied. They said they did not receive any advance warning from Egypt, but there are multiple reports on on this. Let me play this clip here for you, Dan, for your thoughts. This This report is from TBNZ News. Egypt's top intelligence officials saying that Israel totally dropped the ball here. They ignored huge warning signs that something big was coming from Hamas in Gaza and they did nothing to stop it. In other words, Egypt says Israel knew this was coming. They warned Israel. They had multiple conversations about it. They admitted this. Israel has arguably the most sophisticated intelligence service in the world. And yet they purposefully didn't do anything to stop it. Egypt says they knew about it. So if that's true, why would they do that? Okay, I think the, the key part there at the end, Dan, is if, if this is true. Now, Egypt or Israel has put out a statement in the last 24 hours flatly denying this. It's absolutely not true that they were warned in advance by Egypt. Your thoughts on these reports? It could be true, but it could be completely vague and unspecific information. After 9-11, and I've studied 9-11 as an intelligence failure, though I think it was about 15 countries, North Africa, all over the place saying, yes, we told the Americans there was going to be a strike in North America. No more information. Just general stuff that usually we associate with chatter. So maybe Egypt did say, we're hearing something. But that's very different than saying we're aware of a specific attack on a specific thing. So the Israelis themselves may have been getting chatter. They may have been getting some indication something is up. But if you don't have that well-placed source to tell you exactly when and where and what it is, um, you can't really act upon it. So I'd say those statements could be half true. Maybe Egypt did say something. Maybe their intelligence service did say, hey, we're hearing something. But that's different than saying, yeah. we know the Japanese are going to attack on Pearl Harbor on the 7th of December, and then they didn't do anything about it. What role did Iran play? Like a lot of this is, we don't have firm information either way. The Wall Street Journal reporting that Iran may have been in on this attack and approved it, financed it. Does that make sense to you? And would, it, would, would Israel's intelligence apparatus not have picked up on that too? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe IRGC. They, you see, Iran lends support to Hamas. They lend material support and money, and they cheer them on. But we have to remember also Iran is, is Shia, Hamas is Sunni, and Iran doesn't tell Hamas what to do. So I think some of these, the Iranian role is being embellished a little bit, maybe for policy reasons, or maybe just to tie it into it. I know Israel would like to nail Iran over something like this. So they play a role, certainly a supportive role and a training role, but I don't think they're the ones that are saying, you've got to do that and you're gonna do it on this day. They might not necessarily have known about the attack. 
you got to remember the people that knew of the attack, this is going to be a close hold. There's probably only a handful in Hamas at the most that would know about it. Even the fighters that are going to cross the border and kill civilians wouldn't know about it until the last minute. So then to even bring in Iran, that that leads a greater opportunity of leakage. And that's a greater chance that Mossad would have picked up on it if you've got all these other moving parts who know about it and are planning about it and the Egyptians are hearing about it. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Okay, Dan, last question for you. Now we have, of course, new worries about a potential two-front war. If Iran-backed Hezbollah attacks from Lebanon, for example, would is I imagine Israeli intelligence must now be on maximum alert to any possibility of this thing widening, correct? Yeah, they are. And don't forget, this isn't they're not a one-trick pony. They're not just working one group. They've been working Hezbollah for years. So a lot of these groups and state players they access, they penetrate. So it's just a matter of they, 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 they may even be messaging back in various ways saying, you know, don't try something stupid. But it, it is sort of a, a nightmare scenario is you get these other players, particularly the Arab states, and uh, how this thing unfolds. And it could get very messy very fast. Yeah. yeah it's just tragic watching this unfold. Dan, thank yeah. you for your thoughts today. Well, my pleasure, Mike. I appreciate it a lot. Dan Stanton there. Dan is a former executive at CSIS, Canada's National Intelligence Agency.